0: There we go. Uh, Yes, the wonderful Scott C is gonna speak for us today and uh, take it away, Scott, thank you ever so
1: much and everyone welcome. Thanks, Mark. Um, I'm really glad I got kicked out too.
0: So I got this opportunity. Uh, So um, I'm a sex addict. My story started God, a really, really long time ago. Um, anyway, uh, I came into the 12-step program in 1986 um, in Los Angeles. Um, my, one of the points, and I'll try to come back to this more than once, because uh, the thing that I learned over the last 30-some-odd years is to keep coming back. I also... Um, I've been in meetings where they talk about having so many um, and they, they actually know how many um, slips they have under their belt and, and kudos to that. Cause uh, I don't have, know how many, I just kept coming, coming back whether I slipped or not, uh, whether my disease progressed or not. And, um, and I learned a lot of things. I, um, it, it's, it's, I, I have a lot to learn. I had a lot to learn about how to live. Um, I was raised Mormon, um, raised, (laughs) raised Mormon and I was gay. Um, needless to say that intertwines with my sex addiction
1: and, um, it, um, and it, it it impacts my experience
0: of the 12 steps as well. Um, and uh, there was just so many things I didn't know how to do. And so much judgment. I was just, ugh. anyway, because um, I grew up in an alcoholic home. I had a, um, I was the oldest, six, six brothers, or five brothers, six of us, and uh, I was the golden child. But, you know, I had a few things to overcome because I was dyslexic. So it took a lot of work, but, you know, I was able to graduate with um, high honors, do all that, you know, show the way. And, um, you know, I didn't smoke or drink or do drugs or anything. I did sex. I did a lot of sex, even in that's not true. I need to back up Uh, because there was a, um, an abuse situation uh, where I was, uh, there was more than one because in uh, conservative religions or fucked up religions or religions where they're trying to control your sex. There's a lot of people who, uh, like to use helping you get over your homosexuality as a um, end to sexually abusing you, and I certainly had my share of those people, and um, and it affected my addiction. Um, the last the last great show on that, that scenario was um, very damaging. Emotionally and uh, spiritually and everything. And this person came into my life with a uh, written (laughs) revelation from God to come telling me he had been sent into my life to um, heal me. This is what I'd been praying for, for, you know, 12 years. And then he proceeded to just, twist me around, the, the, um, around that bullshit and use almost every possible part of my religion to, to reinforce that. Um, and uh, the reason I mention that is because it, it's very obvious from the behavior. Um, prior to his interference in my life, uh, I had had sex with maybe 12 separate people um, and I knew all their names. I knew them. And, uh, after his interference in my life, I was able to have, I don't know, able to have, I had sex with, uh, 10,000 people. And I very seldom knew their names. I didn't want to know their names. What I wanted was to be numb. That was the point. And, you know, and I'll guarantee you this one thing. You don't want to have, if you don't want to have feelings and you're not willing to drink to get rid of them, have sex with five people in a day. You'll be numb. I was. It was. And that was the point. I didn't want to feel. I didn't want um, to be. I didn't want to feel uh, because in a lot of ways. um
1: You know, coming out and entering the world, I lost everything that I valued, everything.
0: My dreams, my hopes, my aspirations, everything. It was all gone. And all I was left with was um, sex (laughs) and a good job. And um, that wasn't enough. Um, Like I said, I graduated with honors. Um, and I had dyslexia. And uh, that was an accomplishment. And uh, I went on to get, you know, a job with a big eight accounting firm. At the time, number were eight. Um, and uh, one of the things I couldn't do was stay at work. I would go have sex. Um, and I eventually had to... Um,
1: Uh, I eventually moved to avoid getting fired Um, and um, I was there were so many things that sex interfered with it was just like I said I couldn't stay at work Um, and I um, one of the I couldn't
0: really do much of anything without having that in the background. Um, in sex addiction or in recovery, there you define your own recovery plan, and after uh, two or three years, um, my sponsor finally said, "Here, let's just do this. Let's um, set the boundaries so you have you have to know their name." You have to have sex someplace where um, you can't be arrested. You have to um, have safe sex. And I think that's about it. You know, everything else. He, he even convinced me, um, which wasn't hard because I had been arrested a couple times and um, to, to go home if I was going to have sex with somebody at work to invite them home, to meet them there, to do that, to leave work and to come back. And, um, so I did that. Um, and there was one time in the, the great um, process of recovery where I was, um, I came home uh, from a weekend night, a Saturday night. And, um, I had had sex with five people. Um, that didn't actually make me feel good. But, um, and I was beating, I was doing the, you know, slip mentality beat up. And I, um, but I sat down and I could tell you their names. I could tell you something about them. I could, um, we hadn't done anything where we could have been arrested. And um We had had safe sex. And that was a win. That was a win at that time. Um,
1: And, you know. And I don't, you know. And I kept coming back, you know, even when it didn't seem well. Shortly after that,
0: um, the sponsor who, uh, who um, had helped me on so many levels, um, he, within
1: a uh, probably about a year of that time, uh, died from HIV, uh,
0: and uh, that really threw a crimp in my um, program, so to speak. Um, this uh, this sponsor, I've shared about him in other meetings and I'll share more about him because uh, um, he's the man who basically one of the men, I guess. There's not many, but he's one who saved my life. He's the first person that was ever unconditionally loving to me. I told the story about, uh, you know, the, coming home from uh or not coming home, but calling him after
1: I'd been doing crystal um, all night. And I had to get ready for work um,
0: on Monday if I was or calling sick. And I called him instead. And um, we were way past the point where you do that. Um, you should have called in the beginning. Uh, you should have called before you'd done it. We, we weren't there. He, his question was, are you, do you want to keep going? And I said, I don't know. That was the honest answer. I don't know. I don't. He said, well, um, are you tired now? And I said, yes, I'm exhausted. I've been up for 24 hours. So he um, said, come over here. Lay on my couch and we'll talk about it when you're you're ready to decide. And there was no ju- judgment and there was no rejection and there was no if if you come over you have to do this uh, and like I mean there was always something like that in my religion you know if you're going to if we're going to love you support you do anything you have to play our game. So um so I did go over and um, after a couple hours, I was willing to stop for the
1: day. And
0: uh, that ha- happened more than once. Uh, so um, <laughs> recovery recovery was a really long process. I worked the steps. Um, my um, sponsors, because I had more than one, uh, in, and they, I had mentors in the program, Uh, were kind of mystified because I was doing what they said and I still wasn't stopping just as a caveat on that. um, You know, they didn't address the abuse. There was no way to do it. Um, They didn't understand it. Um, I didn't really talk about it. I hadn't really shared all the particulars of that (laughs) with anyone. um, The first time I talked about it, was in inpatient treatment in Golden Valley
1: um and i uh took 2 days to share all of it and um
0: and <laughs> the counselor's response was uh, well you're never going to be um, you're never going to be able to have a relationship until you stop talking about this relationship as if it were love
1: And that was the start of unraveling several things. Um, But
0: flash fast forward back to LA and uh, my sponsor. You gave me so many good pieces of information. One of the things was to um, join the um, West Hollywood swim team. So I could connect with my, uh, my new community in a way that was non-sexual and, um, he was absolutely right on and it was, it was really interesting um, to get that experience and to have it. Um,
1: and then the other thing that happened, and this is, you know, I was um, big aid accounting,
0: blah, 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 went to a, uh, a training seminar, which is what they do every, you have a week away and go to, um, whatever they go through this training stuff and help you progress and spend a lot of money and make a write off. I don't know. Anyway, so, um, I went, I went to it. It was a business meeting. Um, and I, uh, um, the, one of the team building experiences at the facility we were at was to, um, to um pour a bunch of goldfish into a chlorinated pool and um and then to um have everybody get in and catch them and as as teams we divide it into teams and throw them in the bucket and blah 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 and i and i play played along i went in i got they I like participated, um, there was a um, group of people around the side just looking at us like we were insane, and it was disgusting, and you heard the, the, the sighs and the judgments and all of that, and just so you know, this was back in um, the late 80s, there wasn't the same level of, oh, it's hurting something, oh, you're killing something, nope, it was good, clean fun. And, um, so I, I participated and I got out and, um, of the pool and I looked around and saw, you know, the massacre of goldfish and, uh, I just went, wow, this is really not cool. And, you know, by this point I'd been a part of it and, uh, I, um, I looked around and I said, well, you know. I looked down, there was one goldfish down in the pool. And I said, I can't save them all. I can save this one. So (laughs) I went and um, grabbed it. And then I went looking for a cup of water. And I found one and I put the goldfish in that. And um, the little things that happened, you know, I, uh, I took the cup of water to my room. And then I came back out to the pool where, you know, they were still cleaning up the mess. And, um, somebody was looking for their cup that had their um one of their contacts in it, and they were like, "This cup was over here." And I was like, "Oh so I went back to my hotel room and um looked in the cup that the goldfish was in, and sure enough, the contact was in it and um so i i I got another cup and took it out to the guy, told him he needed to clean this. And then um, I, uh, when we left, I put the goldfish in a plastic bag from the uh, hotel room and um, <laughs> and put in my briefcase and took it home in, on the plane. And um, then got back to my sponsor and um well i got back home and i told my sponsor i had a goldfish and he was and i said i didn't know what to do with it do i throw it down the toilet what do i do he's like well well honey you know you're not very why don't you get a bowl and keep it because you're you don't focus on anything but yourself so why don't you start with this i'm like i can't take care of a goldfish he yeah. That's why we're starting small. Keep it. And um, so I did. And that's where I started. That's where I was at. He was right. He summed it up. I couldn't have taken care of more than a goldfish. I really couldn't have. There wasn't room in my life for anything else. Um, I was just tore up from the floor and uh, trying to mask it all. Anyway, so part of the reason... I share that story. is That's where I was about 30 years ago. Um, today, I have a husband of 23 years. I have three children that we've adopted as teenagers out of the foster care system. I have had <laughs> upwards of 100 pigeons. I don't anymore. And I have had, I now have, four bearded dragons and uh, you know we're going fine so i seem to be able to take care of a little more than a goldfish now and i have time to do some uh showing up for myself and
1: my family i'm working on meditation uh, i really appreciate the the um
0: available guided meditations on youtube um and other places where i can find it because i i can't just sit there and meditate um but i can do the guided stuff i particularly like that they're not too oh it has to be this way um but like i said i shared the story to to show what coming back over the last 30 years has done and i don't have you know you hear these people, "Oh, I've never slipped again, oh it's never happened da da da, and I know I haven't talked about the alcohol, but it's really just in the background there, and I had to give that up, and I had to get uh, sober on alcohol and uh, drugs to um, to make some progress. I think it allows me to have clarity of mind um, and to to learn the things to look at the to be able to have my sponsor say, yeah, baby, all you can take care of is a goldfish. So, you know,
1: let's just start small and do that. And, um, and that's, yeah, I don't know what to say. That's where
0: I'm going to stop because we've gotten to today and uh, today is pretty amazing for me in my life. Uh, I got all kinds of stories, but you know, like I said, my point is keep coming back uh, no matter what. And that's what I did and my life changed. Oh, here's another thing. Cause if if you think your life is gonna get better, I was told early on that that's not what the the, the program promised. It said your life will get different. That's what I was told by my sponsors. Um, and, and that's what happened for me. My life got really different because, um, there was another person in program. I guess I'm not going to end another person in program. And I, and she and I used to have, um, debates about what was the worst thing that could happen. And that was either having a child or getting HIV. And, uh, we weren't sure because both of them were not really appealing ideas. So to come to the place where I would consider adopting a teenager, that's a hell of a ride. Oh yeah. God, I guess I'm not done. Um, Something else to,
1: to point out, um, the, um, the other thing about hitting bottoms and, uh, losing everything. Uh, cause, uh, I have to tell you, um,
0: that when I got excommunicated, when I left my wife, when I left the Mormon church, when I went through all of that, like I said, it was everything, you know, I didn't have anything left. I had no
1: more goals, no more direction, no more anything. And, um, That is an amazing place to be, to lose
0: all of it. I lost my family, too, my biological
1: family. I don't know how much there was to keep there, but, yeah, they didn't make the transition. Um, when you've done, <laughs> when you get to the place where you've done
0: the things that you were never wanted to do, I never wanted to cheat on my wife. I never wanted to, primarily because I never wanted to be my dad. And when you've done enough that you're like, oh, you lost this one too, kid. Sorry. Um, and there's just nowhere. I don't know. If you haven't been there, you don't know what it's like. But um, because of, you you find out there's always something else you could lose. There's always one more thing you can fall away no matter what you think you've lost there's always more and but what i found at the end of that experience was uh, when you don't have anything else you've what
1: i found was myself um, and that was kind of amazing you know uh, for me particularly
0: because this is something i'm dealing with right now um with the um, final death of religion for me, it is a we uh, talked about um, one of the things I was told is it's um, it's my body it's my soul, and it's my mind, and that is not what I was taught in religion or i'm sorry standard twelve steps
1: you know it's always God going to help you in your mind um, and Whatever. It's not my journey. My journey has been to find that I, you
0: know, it is my body. It is my mind and it is my soul. And uh, the things I've gotten to experience.
1: uh, It's a paradox. I don't know how to explain it. Um, Because I know the cost
0: of self-will. I do. I know the cost of, you know, it's going to be this way. I'm going to make it happen. I know. And I know the strength of letting go. And um, don't and
1: stopping to think that letting go and not thinking I have the answer and being open to learn something new. Um, And I'm grateful for the things I've learned because I would,
0: but I, you know, I've always learned them from, well, I don't want to say that. One, Some of the greatest things that I've learned have been um, from my sponsors, from the input, and from listening in the program, and all kinds of things. So, I, before I do it again, thank you for letting me share. Thank you for letting me be here. And uh, keep coming back. It works if you work it.
1: It does if you don't. It just doesn't work for you.